Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Randy Lanham. He is the Educational Director at the International Bluegrass Music Museum. He is also a professional musician. Randy and his brother Barry perform together, and they produce Lanham Brothers Jamboree. We're going to talk about that today. Randy's also a teacher, and he's a founder of Volunteer Owensboro, and he has an amazing show on national TV called Project Volunteer. Welcome to Shade by Faith, Randy. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate that. And Just so everybody knows, Teresa has to put up with me because she is the co-host of uh our show project volunteer so don't you think it's such a joy Teresa, to be able to oh have my goodness all these brothers you never asked for <laughs> you know it's amazing what god does he has a great sense of humor doesn't he he really does yes and to he put does. up you, with you is that's saying it lightly anyway <laughs> no we we have a really good time um yes it's amazing You know, when you look back on what God has done from its beginning stages, it's pretty incredible what he's done. Um, He will use you if you say, yes, Lord. I mean, that's for sure, you know, and you've got a heart that trusts him. But let's get into your background, even before we talk about um, the Jamboree, because I know um, that's a big event coming up really soon. And then you have another really big event, your big fundraiser in December. But let's talk about let's talk about you, Randy. Um, give Talk us a little me. bit about your background and at what age, what age did you notice you had an interest in music and like, how did you get involved with music? Well, when I was 11, uh, I, well, I grew up listening to my granddad, John Lanham play, play the fiddle. And so when I was around 11, I really became interested every time I would go around granddad playing music, which was all of the time. He had jam sessions and he played out in nursing homes and different places. So when I would listen to him and watch him, he always made it look so easy and so fun. He loved, loved, loved music. And he would always tell me it's the best medicine. And I think he meant that for himself and for others listening and being able to enjoy that. He would always say, Randy, it's better than any pill you can take, any medicine you can take. Uh, But anyway, I grew up and at 11 years old, I said, Granddad, I really love to learn to play the fiddle like you do. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do, Randy. He said, I got got an extra fiddle. I'm going to tune it up and loan it to you. If you learn how to play it, if you learn how to play a song, if you're serious about it, said, I'll I'll give you this fiddle. And I was like, what? You're going to give me a fiddle? Mm -hmm. I was like freaking out. So he, he gave me a few tips and pointers, a little lesson. And I go home and start to, oh gosh, it sounded terrible. It was a lot harder. Did he teach you? Like, did he give you lessons? He did. Now, now granddad wasn't really a music teacher, uh-huh. but he was very patient with me and showing me. He would and, have and to he, was, he did go teach ahead. me songs. <laughs> yeah, but sorry. No, no. So he, yeah, he just, he did teach me a lot and, uh, and he just taught me the love of music and the love to share it with others as well. But, but I asked him, I'm like, you're going to give me a fiddle. So there I went, I went home and I had to practice really, really hard after about three weeks, three or four weeks, I came back. I'm like, granddad, I'm ready to claim my fiddle. He's like, <laughs> all right, play me a song. So it was the squeakiest 
most terrible version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star you ever heard. As a matter of fact, I got it on a cassette tape somewhere. I should play that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, okay, Randy, I want you to perform this for all the family at Christmas, oh which was a, like a week later. And I did, and it sounded terrible. He gave me that fiddle that day, and I've never stopped or looked back. I, I love it. Oh, my God. That's an awesome story. That's That's pretty incredible. I mean, grandparents can make a huge impact on the lives of their grandchildren, can't they? I mean, certainly parents can, but it's it's just amazing um, in how you took an interest. And deep inside of you, you knew, I mean, God put that knowing in you that that was your destiny. So to develop your talent, Randy, did you continue? I mean, did you take music lessons from other people? How did you develop it? Yes, I did. Uh, Granddad continued to teach me, but uh, uh, I went on to take private lessons from Herman Alby, which was a local fiddler uh, at the time, and and took lessons about six or eight months from Herman, and that really developed me even more. And then I just had the opportunity. Granddad, he played music all the time. That was his hobby, his pastime. And so while I was learning from granddad, while I was taking lessons from Herman, I was also learning from other people. We would go to jam sessions. There might be two or three other fiddle players there. And they would often would take me aside and, and teach me a little tune or teach me a trick or, a, or something or another, because they saw this little kid with a want to in his eyes. And so I had many, many teachers through the years, many mentors that just, that just poured into me, but we played all of the time. When I say we played, Teresa, we would go to a jam session in granddad's basement. Mm-hmm. He and all his buddies would get together. We'd start about six o'clock. Sometimes we played at midnight, one o'clock wow. in the morning, sometimes 2 a.m. I mean, we played for hours and hours and hours. And then if you take it, so I learned a lot of music that way. Mm-hmm. And over years and years and years of that, man, I just, I had a lot of people pour into me and just learned a lot of music. So that's really how I got my start. Well, that's huge. That's a very unique opportunity um, that a lot of people, I mean, honestly, God really, he picked you out and he blessed you because a lot of people don't have that opportunity, especially with the jam sessions that you're talking about. How awesome is that, that you got to be surrounded uh, by these people who love music, who played it well uh, and who helped you out. I mean, wow. Way to You're go, right. God. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Really. I know. Ain't that crazy? He, he, he kind of knows what he's doing. He, huh? <laughs> he absolutely does. Absolutely. That's why we're supposed to trust him. Um, do you play any other instruments besides the fiddle? I do. I play guitar and mandolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can play bass and banjo just a tiny little bit, just enough to make someone think that I know what I'm doing, but I really don't, (laughs) but I'm really, I'm pretty comfortable playing fiddle and and, uh, rhythm guitar. That's probably my strong point and mandolin as well. Okay. Now you do teach lessons. Is that correct? Tell us about the lessons and then you're in the schools as well, right? Yes. So I do private lessons. I have about uh, 40 students uh, and I teach in my home uh, each afternoon uh, we do group lessons at the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum. I'm the education director there. So our group lessons this past semester, we had about 130 people come through our lessons there. And yes, the bluegrass in the schools is where I actually go into the classroom and I take mandolins, guitars, fiddles or banjos. And I work with third, fourth and fifth graders 
uh, in elementary schools all around the Davis County schools, the city schools, the Catholic schools, and just kind of teach them an introduction to the instrument just to kind of get them excited about uh, playing an instrument and learning about bluegrass music because mm-hmm. uh uh, some I'm sure a lot of listeners know, and, and some probably does not know that Bill Monroe was born and raised in Rosine, Kentucky. That's just right down the road in Ohio County from here. And he started bluegrass music. And obviously it's popular all over the entire world. And it comes from right here in our backyard. So I think it's important that us local folks know about that. You may, you may not hear bluegrass that you've enjoyed yet, but if you, I tell people, if you keep looking and keep listening, you're going to find someone uh, that you like. For instance, I, um, I I was somebody recently told me about this artist who was taking contemporary Christian songs and doing them bluegrass style. And I looked this guy up, Jason Horde, and I really loved his music. And I sent it to some friends of mine and and uh, a friend of mine, Jason Tanner. You know, mm-hmm. Jason, mm-hmm. he said, yeah. he said, my wife finally likes bluegrass music. And basically what he was telling me is she found something. She loves contemporary Christian music. She found a group that was doing bluegrass style sound music with the music that she loved and she fell in love with it. So I just say that to tell everybody out there, if all you've ever listened to is bluegrass that you don't like, don't give up on it. There's really, really good bands out there that plays all kinds of different sounds and styles. You're right. Um, Let's take a real quick break here, Randy. Okay. When we come back, we're going to hear about your jamboree that's coming up soon. Okay. So everyone stay tuned. Let's take a break. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Randy Lanham is my guest. He's the educational director at the International Bluegrass Music Museum. I had to get all that out, Randy. (laughs) He is also a friend, a brother I never asked for, but God placed him in my life. We're going to talk about that, too. We have a great time together. But let's talk about your brother, Barry. Um, when did you guys start performing together and how did that work? Yeah. So, you know, I was just telling everybody how I got started in music. Well, Barry was introduced to dance. And so so my brother, Barry Lanham, uh, teaches clogging and square dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also does some line dancing and different, you know, country dances like that. But primarily it's a clogging and square dancing that he teaches. So when I grew up playing the music, uh, actually, one of the things that we did was go to a lot of square dances and play. So granddad would play at the square dances. I would play along with him. Uh, well, our whole family would go. And so Barry got interested in the dance at a young age. But he didn't really know that he wanted to be a teacher until later on. Uh, So he just grew up going to some dances, got interested, started taking some classes, and then eventually uh, went on to become a teacher and one of the only ones around this area. So that's something we're both very proud of. Barry doing the traditional dance, clogging and square dancing, me doing some of the traditional music, bluegrass, no time mountain music. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to keep this alive so to speak and our granddad always told us that uh he would say keep this music alive keep this dance alive so people don't forget it you know so we're able to do that so now barry teaches uh, the same as me he teaches a ton of people and then so we were in a school one time doing a school assembly uh 15 years ago probably and we were like, this is kind of fun for us to work together because we had not done that before. Now, Barry had his dance team doing his own thing. And 
of course, I did music, doing my own my own thing. And we got in the schools together and started doing these assemblies. We were like, this is fun. This is a good mix. You know, us brothers working together with the music and the dance. We said, why don't, why don't we try to, to do a show together? So we came up with the name Lionel Brothers Jamboree. And the very first show was a fundraiser we did down and uh, at the Merle Travis Center down in Milburg County. Okay. And uh, it was it was so successful and so much fun. And we really didn't know what we were doing, but we had an idea. And we were like, this is good. This is if nothing else, it's fun for us and the musicians and the dancers. Let's do it again. So we uh, started doing it at Diamond Lake Resort Theater out there and, and did it for many, many years out there. And it just kind of grew uh today we it's hosted by the bluegrass music hall of fame and museum mm-hmm. and their theater and we were even lucky enough teresa to actually get on ket kentucky so we started filming our shows they really liked the idea of showing the traditional some kentucky traditional music and dance yes so uh we're on there every week we have been for about 10 years now um so it reaches all around the state of kentucky we're just so proud of that. But that's kind of the way we came together. And we've been working together ever since. And we love to pick on each other as brothers. But I can't imagine really- that. <laughs> is, <laughs> is he your younger brother? He's got to be your younger brother. Oh, thank you, Teresa. No, he is not. He is the oldest. Thank no, you. he's not, Randy. <laughs> are you Teresa. Are you being serious? I'm being serious. <laughs> okay. Maybe now it's the dance that keeps one. him young looking. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know, I know, I know. It does. He, he gets he gets good exercise. I'm That's sure right. it does help. Just like you, you know about the exercise. That's right. So you guys have been performing together what, like over 15 years? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you have so a we, favorite performance or something that stands out to you? Well, I, I tell every show we do is unique. Uh, August 6th, by the way, is our jamboree coming up at seven o'clock. But every show is unique. We've never done a show exactly the same. So that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. It also makes it fun. Um, I really don't have a favorite, but we have so many different guests. We have, uh, he has so many different dance routines. Uh, sometimes he has 40 dancers on that stage at one time. Oh, wow. We do a lot of crowd interaction and skits. You know, you've been in mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Before. Guys, please sit in the back, everyone, if you don't want to get up on stage. <laughs> we don't make anybody. I uh, know you don't. No, it's fun. <laughs> it, it, and it's family clean fun. And, you know, yeah. that's really hard to find at times is that family clean fun and just yes, yeah. good old laughter. You know, laughter is yes. good medicine. Music is good medicine. Dancing's great medicine. Tell us about your um, your guests that um, will be performing this year at the Jamboree. Yeah, so August 6th at 7 p.m. at the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame. Um, Barry and myself will be hosting and doing music and dance. We'll have Skylar and Sophia Kane, Jeff Hardesty, the Bluegrass Brothers. We're featuring a lot of youth in this show. The Bluegrass Brothers are uh, some of my students. Uh, Lucy Jago Chaney, uh, Parker Malone, Emmy Kate Williams, Mackenzie Bell, the Foot Stomp and Express Cloggers. So, and then of course there's going to be skits in there. Uh, we have Minnie Pearl showing up. Our, our friend Teresa Rose is going to be there. Yeah. Minnie Pearl doing some comedy. You better get Goldie for that. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa does a great job too. I mean, you would think that it was that it was Minnie Pearl up there, but so comedy. We got some interactive skits. 
again, I'm not going to give that away, but it's just a variety show. Mm -hmm. I love it when everybody tells me, well, there's two things that they say. I never know what's coming next. And we love that because they don't know what we're going to do next. Is it a dance? Is it a different guest? Is it a skit? Whatever. And then I also like to hear from people. They say, I had no idea the Owensboro area had so much good talent. Right. And I love showing off our talent around this area. And we always put youth in the shows. And people love that, too, because there's so many talented young people around here and so well, I like you give them a that. platform, you know, Randy, you give them a platform, you know, to perform and they need that. And you've had many students that have gone on to pursue a musical career, haven't you? I have. I have some that are uh, music therapists now uh, wow. that uh, Natasha Neely, she's making a living in Nashville now doing music. Uh, yeah. So I've had several go on and do great things, songwriters and and people that record and perform. And I'm very proud of that. I'm even more proud, Teresa, that most all of these students, I, I love to teach them to go into the nursing homes and, and use their talents to play at church or, or for people in need of uh, the elderly. And a lot of these students still do that today. And so they're serving with their music. So everybody I work with, I try to, and Barry does that as well. I, we try to instill that in our in our students, like, you know, this gift was given to us by God to share with other people. So let's take what he's given us and take it out and share it with others. And so I'm so proud of so many students that do that. Randy, how do you see that music is healing when you, um, one of the people you perform with, or you bring your students and you go into a nursing home or you go into an area what do you see in them, in their eyes? What transformation do you see take place? Well, so I don't, I don't necessarily get to see these folks beforehand, mm-hmm. but I'm told by these activities directors and stuff that, that uh, you know, they may have been having a bad day. All I see is joy. I see them singing along. I see a light in their eyes. I see them tapping their feet, clapping their hands. Uh, hooping and hollering and it's just and then I, I usually get told by one of the residents or some one of the staff members like man you all just brought such light such light in my day and they just go on and on I just that makes me feel so good that God would use me to affect somebody else's life in a positive way because I know it's not me. I've, I've been around long enough to, to, to realize, you know, God gives us gifts and it's all from him. Mm-hmm. And if he chooses us to use our talents, whatever they are, whether that's music or that's fitness like you do, whatever that is to, to bless other people. I mean, how cool is that? What an honor it is for us to be able to serve others with our gifts. And I Absolutely. just, I, it blesses me probably more than it does them. Well, I mean, we are supposed to be using everything that God has given us to his glory. And you're setting the example for your students, for other people that know you. And like your grandfather said, keep it alive, you know, keep that yeah. alive. And uh, it is the giving is the giving heart and using your gifts and talents for God's purposes. We need to take one more break. OK, so when we come right. back, we're going to hear about your TV show, Randy. All right. So everyone stay tuned yeah. for more Shape by Faith. 
Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Randy, you are very involved in our community. You have been for a really long time, especially when it comes to volunteering your services. You were just talking about that with your musical abilities, going in and playing music for people. Um, what do you enjoy most about volunteering? Um, I, I just, again, I, I'm going to go back to that, that feeling of knowing that God has blessed me so much, uh, whether that's with my musical talent or I, I've been, you know, for over 15 years, but I personally volunteer at a, a St. Benedict's homeless shelter and, and getting to go spend time with those men and, and see how grateful they are that we bring them a meal and fellowship with them and, and do Bible studies with them. And I, I just sometimes I find it hard to believe that that he uses me in these ways, whether that's, again, whatever it is that I'm doing, like when we do the Project Volunteer TV show, I just find it amazing and, and quite an honor to just to be used by him. He don't, he don't need me. He's not up there saying, Randy, boy, I really need you to do this or do that. He don't need me. He don't need us to do anything. He's going to accomplish his will. But the fact that he lets us in on it, that he lets us be a part of that, that he lets us honor him and love him by serving others and being a light to others so other people can see his love through us. I just find that to be such a great honor. And I, and I don't ever want to take it for granted. And uh, hopefully, you know, people out there listening, you know, I hope that we, we, we think of it that way. Sometimes I know I've been guilty in the past of of thinking about, well, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to help this person and, and pat myself on the back. But again, I get more blessing out of it. And what an honor it is to be able to serve the Lord by serving other people. You're right. I mean, we get to do these things. We are honored as we do these things. I mean, definitely. I mean, it's a privilege. It really is. And yeah. everyone has something that they can do for someone else when it comes to volunteering. You know, whether it's just going and sitting with someone, that is a huge deal. There's so many yes. people that just want you to listen to them. I mean, even if you can't play music, you can go and listen to them. You could read them a book. You could just be beside them. You know, there's so many lonely people that just need someone just to come and visit them. And, and, you know, at the same time, we're honoring God by doing that, by spending time with other people and not thinking about it like you said, oh, I have to go and do this. No, you don't. You don't have to go with a heart that is open, you know, to serve Christ. Um, so you launched a TV show before Project Volunteer even started before that TV series started. So um, tell us why you launched a TV show in the first place about volunteering. Well, one of the things I discovered as director of volunteer Owensboro, I was always trying to figure out why more people didn't volunteer. We have all these great people in our community and communities all over the place. We have all these great nonprofits that need volunteers. What, what's the disconnect? And one of the things I found out was a, uh, Education and inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I mean by that is some people just don't know what they're getting into exactly. They're like, well, I understand they need this volunteer position field for this need, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm unsure of my time commitment. What am I going to be doing? Am I going to be uncomfortable? This, that, how much time, you know, they're unsure. And then some people just need good old inspiration. They need to know, they need to hear stories uh, from these people being helped, you know? So that's what, how the show started in Project Volunteer, as you know, being the co-host, that's what we do today. So when a person watches our show, they get to see exactly what a volunteer does in different situations. Like we talked about, everybody's called to do different things. And that's why you and I, when we do a show, every episode is different. You know, one episode will be a food pantry. One will be a homeless shelter. We did a wildlife refuge uh, not too long ago. We just did uh, Habitat for Humanity. We want to cover all different kinds of topics when it comes to volunteering because never know who's going to be watching saying, yes, I can do that. That's what I'm called to do. And you know, what's incredible, Randy, when we're out there on and, and we're doing these shows, um, every single person is so invested in helping yeah. out. There's no one sitting around going, gosh, I wish I wasn't here. You know, you don't see yeah. that at all. Everyone there wants to be there. They want to help out. And, and it just lifts the spirits of others around them. I mean, it's just pretty incredible. I, I, I've really enjoyed uh, doing the show, even though I'll give you a really hard time. Okay. Especially when it comes <laughs> well, to animal shows. Okay. <laughs> Nothing against animals. <laughs> that makes it fun though, right? Oh, when, yes, Randy. We, yeah. Yeah. You, you make I it just a blast. Crew. Oh, I know. And the crew, <laughs> uh, Brian and Wayne. Yes. Just so much fun. Us four. We, They're great. When we go on our road trips, we just have we just have a good time and cut up and laugh. And, and it comes across on the show. And I like that. Too, mm-hmm. because people know it's lighthearted. I mean, volunteering can be fun. You Absolutely. Know? And you you don't, I love learning something different too. You know, maybe you haven't done that before, but here's, like you said, they need education and inspiration. Here's, here's right. what you're going to be doing. Everyone probably appreciates that. But you know what, Randy, our time's up. <laughs> I can't even All believe right. it. I know. Hey, one more time. Let me plug. August Please do. 6th. August 6th, 7 p.m., Lanham Brothers Jamboree. we got lots of great guests. You can go to bluegrasshall.org to get your tickets. They are selling fast, Teresa. I believe it. I mean, you're probably sold out pretty soon. But, Randy, as always, you know I like talking to you. So, um, yeah, praying blessings and favor on your Jamboree in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you. Thanks for coming on Shape by Faith. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.